Thanks so much for jumping in again with Trinity's podcast. We put out these short reflections during the week to give you an opportunity to reflect on some of the things that were preached on in the previous week. We're in a sermon series that is entitled Upon His Shoulders, uh, looking to Isaiah chapter 9, where the prophet speaking to a people and a nation facing a lot of difficulty, a lot of pain, uncertainty, trapped in oppression from outside forces, rebellion on the inside. God speaks through Isaiah to the nation of Israel saying this, For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. This week we're looking at the theme of Mighty God. The fact that the baby who would be born, who is given these four titles and has a very specific name, is not just Wonderful Counselor, but He's Mighty God Himself. I mean, you have to stop. Breathe deep. Take that in. Is the prophet off his rocker? Was Isaiah completely wrong? How could a baby who would to be born... How could he be mighty God himself? Now, of course, in the modern moment, we lean against that. We we bristle against it. We have a lot of question marks. Science, technology, innovation, secularity all make us feel really ashamed as Christians to think that we believe that the meaning of the Christmas season hinges upon the fact that mighty God had a birthday. But that's exactly what we believe. And that's where the power is. That's where Christianity is so different from any and every other world religion. Every other world figure is pointing to salvation, pointing the way. See, but mighty God shows up on planet Earth, and He has the audacity to say, I'm the way, follow me. But really what's so intriguing and so compelling about the Christmas narrative is that when mighty God shows up, there's nothing mighty about the story. It's so plain. It's so ordinary. He's attended to by shepherds, a few strange kings. We don't even really know their names or where they're from. These weren't prominent politicians. There was no pomp, no circumstance. There was no fireworks. He came in the darkness. Mighty God was born in a barn. He was laid in a cereal bowl for cows. As he grew up, we know very little about his early life. We get a glimpse of the later part of his ministry, the last three years, or where the Gospels focus. And then when mighty God, when we see the story of Jesus, this mighty God, the story in so many ways is so ordinary. Jesus is a carpenter from Nazareth. People balk at the idea that he's somehow special, that he's unique. Of course, they see that he's brilliant. They hear him teach and they hear him preach and they have question marks. Where did he learn this from? Isn't this Joseph's son? And really what they're saying is he's so ordinary. How could he be set apart? How can he make claim to be a Messiah, to be a Savior? And this is the unique thing about Christianity, and about the mighty God at the center of it. That not only did he come in obscurity, not only did he come in the dark, not only was he born in a barn, but he lived 
so simply, and he served so fully. He just gave and gave and gave of himself. And one of the quintessential stories is where Jesus steps in in John 13 and he washes his disciples' feet. I mean, here is mighty God derobing during dinner when none of the disciples were willing to take the role of servant. Mighty God gets up from the table and he begins to wash feet. See, and there's something captured in that story that gets at the heart of Christmas because this is the purpose, this is the point, this is why Jesus, mighty God himself, made his way onto our planet. It was to show might and show power and show privilege in such an upside-down way that it reorients our entire life, entire perspective on everything. Of course, Power, privilege, money, status, all of those things being rewired and reworked as we look at how mighty God treated those things. He didn't claim power. He didn't claim privilege. He put on a servant's robe and he washed feet. And of course, that washing was just an example of what it would look like for him to cleanse, to heal, to redeem, and to forgive not just the 12 disciples who followed him for three years, but for anyone and everyone who had placed their faith in a crucified Messiah. This is the incredible meaning of Christmas. This is the challenge of Christmas. It's the reorienting power of Christmas. It's the pattern of Christmas. That if mighty God steps onto our planet and gives himself away, and if we are created in the image of mighty God, then our entire lives are supposed to look like that. Not to get his attention, not to get his affection, not to earn his approval, but because he's cleansed us already, because he's washed our feet on his way to washing and cleansing our hearts on the cross. This is what it means to be in relationship with this unique mighty God. Let that resonate with you. Stop and think about it. Go to John 13. Let him wash you. Let him cleanse you. And let Christmas really come to life this year.